It's time for the Hokie Hour on the Tim Donnelly Show on the WRAD Talk Network. Now from the Makadoo Studio, here's Tim Donnelly. Hokie Hour starts now on the Tim Donnelly Show on a victory Wednesday after a late night northern big win for the Hokies. Matter of fact, that's the first thing we talk about in Gotcha Covered, so let's go ahead and get you covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. The Hokies win. It may have been a late night nightcap for the ACC Network at 9 o'clock opening tip uh, up in upstate New York against Syracuse in the Carrier Dome. But it turns out it actually took the Virginia Tech Hokies even later to wake up. 9 p.m. might have been a little too early for the Hokies. First half, they were not themselves. 27 points scored, allowed uh, Syracuse to shoot over 50%, but it was the second half. It was the adjustments by Mike Young. It was the adjustments by true freshmen that were seeing the Syracuse 2-3 zone for the very first time that proved to be the difference, and it was personified by true freshman off the bench, former top 100 recruit, crown jewel of the incoming true freshman class, Jalen Cohn. He had one, two, three, four, five threes with four of them in the second half, 19 points, 16 of them in the second half, two four-point plays, both of them in the second half as the Hokies get the win over Syracuse. They're now two and two in the ACC, and they have a legit shot, ladies and gentlemen, of finishing this season at 500 in the most difficult conference in the country. I'm not counting out the NCAA tournament. In other sports news, you probably heard that the NFL coaching carousel is beginning to slow down. There's just one more opening, and that's in Cleveland. And let's be real, it might be a last standing situation for Cleveland. It might be not it, not it, not it, not it. Nose goes, not me. Uh, the, <laughs> Matt Rule goes to the Panthers. A uh, uh, huge deal. Could be worth up to $70 million. It proves to you, right, when you're talking with your friends and you need something to mention about the Matt Rule hiring, that there is absolutely nothing different between college and the NFL now. If you can build a program in college football, then the NFL will assume that you can build a program in the NFL. It used to be so different. It used to be, well, you can recruit in college, and a GM assembles the team in the NFL. Now they're looking at you saying, you can score in the Big 12? Well, bring that offense up here. You can organize a defense to stop teams in the Big 12? Well, bring that defense up here. Matt Rule is a guy that has one season as an assistant offensive line coach in his NFL resume, and he was given six years up to 70, or excuse me, seven years up to $70 million with 60 guaranteed. Matt Rule, congratulations to you, and congratulations to your grandkids, right? Because when you get $60 million, your grandkids got their college tuition paid for. It's generational wealth. Joe Judge headed to the Giants. He was the wide receivers coach for the Patriots. I will tell you this. It is now officially better to be a water boy under Bill Belichick and Nick Saban than it is to be an offensive coordinator for other coaches. If you just brush against greatness, uh, there will be someone willing to pay you for the insight that you may have gained while brushing against that greatness. If you were in the same room as Bill Belichick, there will be someone in the NFL willing to hand you the keys to a franchise, hoping that Bill Belichick just spews nuggets of wisdom uh, at all points in time and just the 
the fact that you get to listen to it occasionally makes you an attractive head coach. Joe Judge to the Giants. And as I said, the Browns still out there looking for their guy. Anthony Davis turned down the maximum from the Los Angeles Lakers, said he intends to hit free agency. Did you just hear that? That's the entire city of Los Angeles going, what in the heck is going on here? They traded so much to get Anthony Davis, and now they're looking around saying, we might not even get to keep this dude. And then on top of that, he goes ahead and gets hurt, lands on his tailbone, comes down hard on the hardwood, and and is going to miss the upcoming road trip. Talk about terrible timing. He's going to hit the open market. And he's going to have a little bit of bad blood between him and the Los Angeles Lakers. Luckily for him, he's the type of talent that will draw maximum offers from everyone. Redskins fans out there, we know you already got your uh, your head coach in Ron Rivera, and everyone seems pleased. Everyone uh, seemed pleased with the defensive coordinator that he brought in in Jack Del Rio. But let's take it one step further. In your conversations around the water cooler, you want to talk about the offensive coordinator that was hired, a gentleman by the name of Scott Turner, a.k.a. Norv, Turn- Norv Turner's son, First time being an OC outside of four games as a interim in Carolina this season. Uh, Scott Turner is basically confirming what I thought Ron Rivera might do, which is turning Washington into Charlotte North, right? Everyone that worked for him in the Carolina Panthers has a nice, safe landing spot up north. Uh, you know what? If you're a Redskins fan, you'll take the type of success that Ron Rivera had in the Panthers organization. So good on you. That's got you covered, so now you're covered, and now we can dive deeper into the Hokies' win against Syracuse last night. As you heard me say earlier, it was a late-night tip uh, for the Hokies, 9 o'clock in upstate New York against Syracuse, and it took them even a half to wake up. 9 p.m. was too early for the Hokies. They're more of, you know, the late-night crowd, right? You remember when you learned uh, in college that some parties don't even really start until 11? That's the Hokies. You don't want to be the one to show up first. You want to show up casually late. That's the Hokies. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It actually is a, a, a feather in the cap of Mike Young and the Young Hokies that they were able to, to make the adjustments necessary. Right? Mike Young said after the game in the post-game press conference, could you tell I've never played against Jim Beheim? Could you tell I've never coached against that guy? Goodness gracious, that first half. But do you know what else you could tell? He's a good coach. Mike Young is. Never played against Jim Beheim in the first half. His team scored 27 points. Went in at half. Was like, all right, we got to figure something out. Came out, scored 40. Right? Went in at half where, where Syracuse shot over 50% on offense. Syracuse shot 52% in the first half. Mike Young's going, geez, I never coached against this guy. Went in, worked with his assistants, worked with his young team, figured it out. Syracuse shot 37 percent in the second half. That is a 15% increase in how good your defense is. That is a 13-point increase in how good your offense is. That's what you want, everybody. You want freshmen to be able to figure it out. You want your coach to be able to convey these adjustments to the team and have them execute it minutes later. Last night is... A, if this were Tuesday, it would be a gigantic reason for optimism for Hokie basketball on our on our lists. It is huge. They went into a a away gymnasium against a team that does things very different than everyone else on their schedule, 
got punched in the mouth in the first half, shook it off, got themselves up off the mat, and won the game. And won the game. Dominated the second half. And it was personified by one individual. Jalen Cohn. Remember yesterday, or it might have even been uh, on Monday, uh, we were talking about the, the Golden Globes. Yep. And, and I said, this Hokie team needs Brad Pitt. Right. They need, for, for those of you that weren't part of the conversation, Brad Pitt won Best Supporting Actor at the Golden Globes. Right. Brad Pitt's one of the actors of our generation, right? He is, he's starred in movies on his own that have been some of the biggest movies in history, but, but in, uh, what's the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he took a supporting role, and that's why that movie is so good, and that's why that movie is uh, one of the, the movies expected to, to, to make noise at the Oscars. It's because not only did they have the star in Leonardo DiCaprio, that's Landers Nolly for Virginia Tech, but they had supporting casts that were getting it done. The, like they had the depth to back up the lead actor. Exactly. Virginia Tech, I said this on the, the 105.3 The Bear Tailgate show yesterday leading into the game. I said if they have three guys scoring double figures, they win the game. Landers Nolly was in double figures, Jalen Cohn was in double figures, and P.J. Horn was in double figures. One, two, three, they won the game. When, when they have an ensemble, when they have a cast around Landers Nolly, this team is really good. Jalen Cohn was Brad Pitt. Jalen Cohn got him a best supporting actor role. And, and, and do you know how uh, I know it's a best actor, best supporting actor, like trophy worthy performance? Yeah. It, it's because there are those of you that watch that game and believe he was the main character. Right? When, when Robin Williams won his best supporting actor Oscar for Goodwill Hunting, there are people that think he stole the movie. There are people that think he was the best thing about the movie. Not Matt Damon, the lead actor, the one that carried the movie, whose name is Will Hunting. The guy that played Will Hunting's therapist. Jalen Cohn, if you watched that game, and it was the first time you ever watched the Hokies, you might have thought Jalen Cohn was the lead actor. He had 16 points in the second half, 5 for 7 from 3, two different 4-point plays. 4 for 4 from the line. You might have thought he was the lead actor. Now he's not. That's Landers Nolly. But he turned in a great performance as the supporting guy, as the number two. And, and as long as the Hokies have someone making that step-up motion, as long as the Hokies have someone doing exactly what Jalen Cohn did and taking some of the pressure off Landers Nolly, making it so Landers Nolly doesn't have to carry the team every single play, making it so the lead actor doesn't have to carry the scene every single scene, the Hokies are in great shape. This is why Jalen Cohn was a big deal. Lil bro, do you remember the day Jalen Cohn committed to Virginia Tech? Oh, yeah. We celebrated on this show. When Jalen Cohn revealed, uh, I believe it's his daughter in the little onesie that said Virginia Tech, and that's how he committed, we were going nuts. He was the first top 100 recruit of the Mike Young era. The first domino, if the you The first domino. We, we started that nickname for a while. He was the first domino to fall, right? The first big recruit to say it's okay to believe in Mike Young. 
This is why we were so excited, because he has the ability to score 16 points off the bench in the second half to win an ACC game on the road. Especially with a team that does something so different. So different. Facing the 2-3, you needed a guy that was going to not be afraid to rise up and score, so they went and brought the, the player that averaged 36 points per game his sophomore year of high school. They said, that guy's not afraid to let it fly. Let's put him in the game. He let it fly. Cash money. Or I guess we shouldn't say cash money. It's the NCAA. Don't want to lead the NCAA down any investigative paths. We'll say pure from three. Smooth. Swish. No money. No money. He's that good. He's a top 100 recruit. He, he has the ability to do that, and, and we're going to continue talking about him throughout the season. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Hokies beat Syracuse. What does it mean for their season as a whole? They're 2-2 two and two in the ACC. They bounce back from UVA. NC State on Saturday. Where do they stand? Next. Miss something? Yeah, we missed you so much. Download the Tim Donnelly Show podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Tim Donnelly's show is back here on the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, continuing to break down the Hokies' victory over Syracuse last night. Uh, big, big, big win for Mike Young and the Hokies. Dramatic win. Two and two on, on the year in the ACC now. And if you're beating Syracuse, who destroyed Georgia Tech, if you go ahead and, and compete against some of these other teams, it is realistic that you can be tapping on the door of 500 in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I said it yesterday, I don't know if Virginia Tech deserves to be uh, truly mentioned near the upper echelon of the Atlantic Coast Conference, but they can distance themselves from the bottom pretty significantly by winning games like they did last night. Right, This was a young team on the road against a difficult-to-decipher defense who handled themselves like veterans. Right, Hunter Couture, Tyrese Radford, these guys that are freshmen – that all season have been playing like sophomores or junior or juniors. You know, they had to play like seniors last night. And and they had to play like seniors that got off to a flat start and then turned it around in the second half, something serious. I actually, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my hand on one. You know, when we're wrong, we own it here on the Tim Donnelly show. I'm gonna raise my hand on one. I thought the key to the game for the Hokies was getting off to a fast start, right? I I thought uh, against Virginia, one of the things they didn't do was start well, and then it snowballed against them. So I said one of the keys at Syracuse was getting off to a fast start. Keep the the road crowd at bay by starting fast and and then figure it out from there. But it turns out I, I underestimated the intestinal fortitude and the mental ability of the Virginia Tech Hokies in that locker room. It turns out the reason why they got off to a slow start and never got it back going against UVA might be because UVA has the number one defense in the country. It might not have been some shortcoming in their ability to turn the tides. It might not have been a shortcoming in the Virginia Tech locker room on the ability to to catch momentum and turn it back in your direction. That is a young team on the road that is now fighting for 500 in the Atlantic Coast Conference. And they're doing it their way, right? Like, like their, uh, their, their Frank Sinatra, 
They do it their way. You know that song? You probably don't. A little before my time. It's before my time, man. It's a classic. <laughs> you think I was putting Frank Sinatra on my MP3 as a child? My Walkman had had songs from the lounge by by Frank and the and the the Rat Pack. No, you need to know Frank Sinatra. He did it his way. Um, but 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 they did it their way in this respect. Um, they had 21 made buckets last night. Okay, 21 made baskets on their way to to whatever they scored. Uh, 20 of them came on assists. 20 of them were assisted buckets. Mike Young's offense, the one that he wants the Hokies to play, looks a lot like uh, you know the best-case scenario of the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, prior to Kevin Durant getting there, Golden State Warriors, where the ball is always moving and the three-pointer is being lofted liberally. Right there, there's there's no there's no hesitation in putting up the three, and there's no hesitation in passing up a good shot for a great shot. Right there were all those those stats about Clay Thompson. Right, he was scoring 60 points and only dribbling the basketball 11 times in a game. Right, it was either catch shoot, catch one dribble shoot, or catch pass. That's what Virginia Tech is doing. 21 made buckets, 20 assists. Only one of their baskets was self-created. That's incredible. That's doing it their way. That's how you beat a zone. You make the zone move horizontally. You make the zone collapse and expand and collapse and expand. And then you find Jalen Cohn for a three. Now, now I want to caution against expecting that type of second-half performance every game because the Hokies are still a group of freshmen depending on the three, which are two notoriously inconsistent things. But it looks oh so, so pretty when they, they hit an upswing on the inconsistency roller coaster. It unlocks what their potential could be when they hit an upswing on the potential roller coaster, on the consistency roller coaster. And, and I am here for it. I can only imagine how tantalizing it is for Mike Young to see them put together a second half like they put together against Syracuse and think, man, once we can get him to do this all the time, once we can get them to make this the norm and anything else or lesser the exception, this team is going to be really good. Now, when that happens, everyone develops on their own time. Could be the end of this year. Could be next year. Could be the year after when all of these freshmen become juniors. But when it happens, watch out. Tim Donnelly's show is going to take a break. When we come back, time for our favorite segment of Hokie Hour. It's time for Hashtag Hokies next. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley. WRAD 1017-1035-1460 AM. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Makadu studio. Guests and callers join us on the Phillips Real Estate Hotline. Nope, excuse me, on the Baker Team Hotline. I'll, I'll tell you right now, we are tremendously, tremendously excited to have Louise Baker uh, and her team over at Long & Foster 
mixed in with, with the hotline and supporting the show. She's been a huge push, uh, huge support for the show, uh, as well as the Roth Report, which is coming up later today. Um, but but I'm going to have to work on getting the Baker team hotline worked into my uh, my brain space. Uh, Lobro is going to be here to keep me on track. It is well, the Baker team hotline. I'll just wear a T-shirt that says Baker team Baker hotline. team hotline. Hey, we should get T-shirts that say Baker team on them. Uh, for Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda over at the Louise Baker team on Long and Foster. Uh, 30 years locally, uh, 30 years of experience locally, and, and uh, we're definitely happy to have them along here for the 2020 run. Uh, so that phone number is 540-639-4900. 540-639-4900. Um, it's time for our favorite segment of Hokie Hour. It's time for Hashtag Hokies. Uh, hashtag Hokies, real simple. We go deep into the underbelly of the internet, deep into the Twitterverse, the dark side, where everyone can hide behind a screen name and an avatar and say whatever they want. We find the tweets that start the conversations that we want to have, and we drag them into the light, and we have those conversations right here on the Tim Donnelly Show. And, and I just want to start with what is quickly becoming my favorite movement. I'm going to call it a movement. My favorite movement on social media. And it's what happens after the Virginia Tech basketball team beats an opponent. They go on to the other team's official account. They find the tweet that announces the final score. And they respond with hundreds, if not thousands, of of headshots of a player from Virginia Tech. So last night, Virginia Tech Twitter, Hokie Nation, found at Q's underscore MBB, which is the official Twitter account of Syracuse men's basketball, uh, found the tweet where they announced the final score and responded with hundreds of headshots and different memes involving Jalen Cohn. I saw his face on a cone of ice cream. I saw his face <laughs> on an orange traffic cone. I saw his generic uh, headshot, just response after response after response of Jalen Cohn. It is quickly becoming one of my favorite, favorite things uh, on Hokie Twitter is when they just remind the opposing team's Twitter account how many times uh, or or how badly a certain player did them dirty in the game. I don't even really have a thought. Normally, I, when I bring something up, I like to bring up you know the 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 both sides of the argument. I like to bring up the good, the bad, the indifferent. Look at it this way. Look at it that way. I don't have anything for this. I just want to say it's hilarious, and I'm here for it. Next, <laughs> hashtag Hokies, just to move on. Uh, at Three Color Bread, that's T-H-R-E-E Color Bread, uh, says Mike Young continues to march towards National Coach of the Year with a Virginia Tech team no one expected anything out of. They go into the Carrier Dome and beat Syracuse. The Hokies are playing good basketball. That's uh, an interesting thought, right? Um, I, I know they don't give away awards, for the first 14, 15 games of the season. So so Mike Young isn't getting hardware for it. But I do believe we have to acknowledge and at least put him in the running for some of those positions, some of those accolades. I, I feel like a broken record when I'm saying this, but I feel like this is a record that deserves to be overplayed. Mike Young took this position over. It was almost assumed Virginia Tech would be last in the Atlantic Coast Conference maybe with some late-season improvement. 
He had two scholarship athletes on the roster. He had to re-recruit everybody that was in the transfer portal. And he had to go out and piece together a 2020 recruiting class out of players that were not already committed to Virginia Tech. If you remember, there were four guys committed to Virginia Tech to Buzz Williams. Three of them are now playing for Buzz Williams at Texas A&M, and the other is Anthony Harris, who just tore his ACL while playing for North Carolina. None of them ended up at Virginia Tech. Mike Young was piecing things together with, with scotch tape. He didn't even have duct tape. He had the clear stuff that you wrap your Christmas presents with, and he was doing the best he could. And he has put together a team that is winning games in the Atlantic Coast Conference. They are 2-2. Two and two. They beat Clemson. They beat Syracuse. These are not walkover teams. They are not all Georgia Tech. They beat teams that came into this season with expectations. Good ones, high ones. Put his name in the mix for National Coach of the Year. That's what I have to tell you. Put his name in the mix for National Coach of the Year. And and, and it's, I feel like it's always becoming... National Coach of the Year is just the coach of the best team, right? It's becoming where Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban are winning all the National Coach of the Years every single year in college football because they have the best teams. The correlation is is there, I guess. But, but, it but they're but, doing it with so much more. They're taking, they're taking a program that was really good last year and making it into a program that was really good this year. They're taking a program that had five-star recruits and, and having them play like five-star recruits. If, if, if Mike Krzyzewski wins another Coach of the Year award with a whole bunch of guys that were in the top 10, just imagine what Mike Young would be doing with a team of top 10 recruits. Right. He's beating ACC opponents with Hunter Couture that was committed to Walford a couple months ago. With John Ogiaco and Jalen Cohn that were parts of the 2021 20, recruiting class a couple months ago. Right, he is he is piecing together a team with Wabisabidi and Landers Nolly that were in the transfer portal a couple months ago. Turned it around quick. Turned it around unbelievably quick. This is how quickly he turned it around. You drop your car off at the shop, right? It's making a funny sound. They say, We'll take a look at it, you know. Uh, expect a call from us on on next Monday. You're like, okay. Call your buddy to come pick you up. You're waiting out on the curb. Your phone rings. You look down. They're like, you can come inside, grab your car. It's like, well, sweet. It's like, well, really? They're like, yeah, fixed it. Uh, we had the part on hand. We had seven guys work on it. We did it in 12 minutes. That's how quickly Mike Young is, is operating right now. Right? When, when he took over the job, it was, well, I'm going to have to, you know, he's going to have to recruit. He's going to have to stack class on top of class. He's going to have to get a a big man because he doesn't have anyone over 6'10 that's going to be in the rotation or over 6'7 that's going to be in the rotation. And even that player is more of a perimeter player. He's going to have to find some scoring at the point guard position because Wabisabidi isn't a scorer, needs depth. Uh, He's going to have to develop some of these guys that look like projects as recruits, uh, projects as recruits. Uh, It's going to come back to me in three or four years. And he just calls you up a month later like, hey, I got a squad. And then game one of the season, first game, first conference game, first anything, on the road at Clemson, they win the game. First game against a ranked opponent in Maui against Michigan State, number three in the country, 
They win the game. And then you think, all right, they're coming back to earth. They're coming back to earth. They lose to Duke. They lose to UVA. Then they play Syracuse. They win the game. And I remember, like, before the season even started, you were, you were like, high on Mike Young, but you were like, this team's not going to do well. I was pumping the brakes. I was tempering expectations. I was right. saying, don't expect him to sprinkle magic fairy dust, trade a cow for some beans, and suddenly you have a giant beanstalk of a season. That's not what happened. Or actually, it kind of is what's happening. It's not what anyone should have expected to happen. Right, You temper expectations, you're pleasantly surprised when things like this happen, but still, tempering expectations needed to happen. Next, uh, hashtag Hokies comes from at VT Cody. Uh, he says, that's a mighty impressive win for the Hokies. And quite the response from Saturday's lopsided loss to UVA. I agree, I agree. Even more importantly, we, have wit- we may have witnessed Jalen Cohn grow up before our eyes tonight. Now, just after that whole thing about how I tempered expectations unnecessarily, can we temper expectations, please? Of course. Jalen Cohn had a huge game. More importantly, he had a huge second half. He's a freshman, and he's going to ride the freshman roller coaster. He's going to have moments like last night, and he's going to have moments like he had against UVA where he went in in the first half and looked like a chicken with his head cut off. And he ran in and he flailed in the air and he jumped in the air without a plan and was just looking to get fouled and he tossed it to a teammate. Turnover. Kind of crazy. And then he's going to have moments like he did last night. Let's not say he grew up, right? Growing up implies that he, he turned some kind of corner that he is now good. Like, he, all right, from now on, we can expect him to average 15 uh, and, and, and four, and he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. That takes time. I'll, I'll say there'll be 10 games this season where he averages like 14 and four. If you, if you cherry pick his 10 best games, but you're going to have to ignore some clunkers where he goes, you know, one for seven with three bad turnovers because he's a freshman. Because he's a freshman. One good game does not mean, cool, put the season on his back. He's rolling. That's not how any of this works. Let's take a break. When we come back, the Virginia Tech Hokies football program has announced their spring game time. Ooh, next. Come for the sports talk, but please don't ask them to sing, babe. I got you, babe. I got got you, you, babe. The Tim Donnelly Show will be right back on WRAD. Good morning, everybody. Well, California love bringing you into the the Tim Donnelly Show on WRAD. Live inside the Makadu studio, guests and callers join us on the Baker team hotline, 540-639-4900. That's 540-639-4900. Coming up in about 15 minutes here, we will have the Roth report. Bill Roth joining us for the first first time, first time for the first time uh, in the mornings. Uh, so the the Roth report, which had been from from five to five thirty uh, for the last year and a half at least, uh, is now from eight ish to eight thirty, a little after eight eight oh five to eight thirty five, uh, and then it will replay tomorrow morning at six a.m. on Thursday. So there's, there's the Roth report coming up in a bit as Bill Roth 
uh, legendary Virginia uh, sportscaster, Virginia Hall of Famer, all those types of things. I mean, his resume speaks for itself. He'll be joining us uh, in just about 15 minutes. Uh, in the meantime, the Virginia Tech football account announced April 18th, 3.30 p.m., clear your schedules. April 18th, 3.30 p.m., clear your schedules for what is the Virginia Tech spring football game. And you know it is the offseason when, when the spring game is, is – The spring game is a, by the way, shout out to at uh, 92 Hokie on Twitter. Just ask me, what is it with all the Goodwill hunting references? Uh, it's just my favorite movie. It, it's my favorite movie, so it pops into my head all the time. Uh, and then he's hit him with the hashtag, how about them apples? Appreciate it. Uh, you know it's the offseason when we're talking spring game. Uh, you know it's the offseason when everyone gets jacked up over the announcement of the date and time of a scrimmage that comes out four months from now. That's how thirsting we are for Hokie football news. I don't think it, it is a, a – uh, I don't think it's a big deal, but I do think it's a fun exercise to look ahead uh, to, to look ahead here and say, what will we be thinking about then? Okay? If we could time travel and jump ahead, try to guess the things we'll be thinking about heading into the spring game, what do we think they'll be? Do we have a caller? We do. We actually have a call from Luis Baker. Oh, goodness. Luis Baker uh, from the Baker team over at Long and Foster uh, supporting the show. Luis, uh, good morning. Good morning, Sam. How are you doing? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We're happy to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I am excited to be a sponsor for your show for this next year. And I just wanted to get your T-shirt size because I definitely need to have you have a Louise Baker team T-shirt uh, sponsor of the Tim Donnelly Hotline Show. I, I am happy to hear that. I'm an extra large, and uh, and can 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 we get can, when you stop by? Can you sign it? I want it to be a custom Louise Baker special. Absolutely. I, I'm supposed to be in studio on the Tuesday the 21st. Tuesday the 21st. I'll make sure that we have it then and. Um, we'll, uh, we'll fix it right up for you. Awesome. Thank you very much. And, uh, while we have you here, what, what's going on over with, with the team and, and nrvhomes.com? Well, you know, we're getting ready to have a great year in 2020. Uh, once this snow gets gone, we got lots of properties to sell, looking for buyers, looking for sellers. So we're there to help if you have a real estate need. Perfect. We are, uh, we're going to have Bill Roth on here in a second. We're going to get your listing of the week. And, uh, and we're looking forward to 2020 and, and the Baker team supporting the show. Well, thank you, Tim. We're excited about it. We really are. We, uh, and and I, uh, I know you're a big Hokie fan, so, so we'll leave you with a big Go Hokies, all right? Oh, a great, great win last night. We watched it on the ACC Network, and it was really fun to watch uh, number 15 come alive, as you said, in the second half. There you go. Jalen Cohn. Louise, thank you a bunch, and, uh, and thank you for joining us, ironically, on the Baker Team Hotline. Well, you're exactly. You're very welcome, Tim. Thank you for all you do. All right. We'll talk to you later, Louise. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Bye. Once again, that's Louise Baker of the Louise Baker Team at Long & Foster. See, that's, you know, uh, you see this on, uh, like, with, with big-time celebrities, right? They're, they go on a, on a talk show, and they, they mention something, and then they get it for free. I was on the show. I said, hey, we need Louise Baker T-shirts. Uh, on my own show, and then and then 
She's Boom. hooking you up with a T-shirt. Boom. She's hooking me up with a T-shirt. I, uh, I really appreciate that. But I, we appreciate her for, for a million more reasons uh, than the fact that w- w- I'm going to get hooked up with a T-shirt here, although I am excited about the T-shirt. And, uh, and uh, as I said, we have the Roth Report coming up where we'll, uh, we'll do the, the team of the week and the listing of the week as presented by the Louise Baker team at Long & Foster. Uh, we'll we'll uh, look at that. And, and I do encourage all of you to go ahead and check out nrvhomes.com. Uh, which is the website she mentioned, uh, looking for buyers, looking for sellers, or you can just peruse there and see what the market's like. And maybe you'll see something that sparks your interest and suddenly you are someone that's in the market for a house. Uh, so so go ahead and, and, and check that out, nrvhomes.com for Louise Baker and, and her team at Long & Foster. We are excited to have her along uh, along the way for 2020 supporting the hotline. So uh, before we head out, we'll give you that Baker team hotline one more time, 540-639-4900. Put it in your speed dial so when you have something you want to say, you can get in touch with us with us here. We're going to take a break for the news. When we come back, uh, Bill Roth will join us uh, for the Roth Report first time in the morning. Uh, as I said, it's been 5 to 5.30. Now it'll be 8 to 8.30 with Bill Roth. That's coming up next. Stick around. Stick around.